Proverbs chapter 4 verse 12 says, walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. The life principles, the life philosophy, the life game plan, the lifestyle of the Bible-believing Christian is always going to be different than those of the unbeliever. Not for the sake of being different, but because we are drawn by God the Father, we are driven by the love of Christ, we are led by the Holy Spirit of God. There's always going to be a difference between how we think and live and how the unbeliever thinks and lives. That difference is maybe best stated in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. The person who's not yet believed on Jesus Christ, he follows his five senses. He follows conventional wisdom. He's guided by circumstances and popular opinion. That's what it means to walk by sight. You let what you perceive and what you see guide how you live. We let it influence how we live, but the driving force of life for the believer, the disciple of Jesus Christ, is that he or she strives to live by faith. We walk in the steps of faith. I would bet this morning, and of course we're going to take some time to look at what that means, but I would bet this morning that you have a pretty good idea whether or not you are trying to walk in the steps of faith. You either are or you aren't. But let's see that as God instructs us to walk in the steps of faith, he also provides us with a very strong example, the life of Abraham. God says, walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. If you want to know what it means to walk in the steps of faith, look at the life of Abraham. In fact, if you were to really read and become familiar with Genesis chapters 12 through 25, you would learn as much or more about faith than you will practically anywhere else. If you want a summary of what it means to walk in the steps of faith, then just read the rest of Romans chapter 4, which we read a few minutes ago. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at Romans chapter 4, verses 17 through 21, where we see, and don't let this number scare you, because we've got to be out of here on time for the, for the Sunday dinner. But I want to show you ten things. Ten things. Ten things. From the example of Abraham. What it means to walk in the steps of faith. I want you to notice, first of all, it says that, verse number 17, it says that Abraham believed in the God who quickeneth the dead. Now that specific description of God is perfectly relevant to Abraham's greatest needs, his greatest challenge. God which quickeneth the dead. And so the first characteristic of Abraham's faith that I want to show you is that Abraham believed in the character of God. If you want to walk in the steps of faith, you need to believe in the character of God. Abraham knew that there are certain things that God will always do. And there are certain things that God will never do. Abraham trusted God's character. He knew that God will never violate his own character. He will never be the tiniest bit untrue to who he is. 
Have you ever known somebody that you love and you trust and respect, but you saw them do something out of character? Maybe they were having a bad day. Maybe they were uh, facing some, some uh, uh, difficulty in their life that just caused them to really be at their wit's end. And even though you knew them to be a very loving and calm and peaceful person, on this occasion, they just sort of lost it a little bit. You say, well, that's out of character for them. Let me tell you, God will never be out of character. Not the least little bit. And the fact that Abraham walked in the steps of faith meant that Abraham knew that God will never one bit be out of character. On the other hand... Maybe you've heard someone make an accusation against a good friend of yours. And even though you didn't know the details, your immediate response was to say, I don't believe that. He would never do that. She would never do that. What you're saying is, I don't know all the facts, but I trust my friend's character. Far more than you can trust the character of any human being, you can trust God to be true to his own character. You want to walk in the steps of faith. Step number one is to trust God's character as Abraham did. And then I want you to notice in verse 17, it says that Abraham believed in the God who calleth those things. This is tricky. You've got you've to ponder this statement to see what it's saying. God who calleth those things which be not as though they were. In other words, God says that things are when we look at them and say, No, they're not. God said, Abraham, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. (laughs) And Abraham said, God, I have nothing to contribute to the project, but I'll follow you and obey you anyway. If you want to walk in the steps of faith, listen carefully, even though you think you're a nobody, even though you think you have no skills, even though you think you have no talent, You think you have no potential. You think you have no personality. Even though you think you have nothing to offer God, you follow and obey him anyway. Because he's the God who makes great things out of nothing. He calls the things that be not as though they are. Imagine as God over the course of the years, said to Abraham, you know, great nation, great nation, great nation. Abraham's looking around saying, what great nation? I got my wife and I got me. What great nation? But God calls the things that be not as though they are. You have a future that God can see that you can't see. And you don't see any way on earth That you're going to get there. You look at a solid marriage, a solid family, and you say, that's just not in my future. I don't even know how to be a good husband. I don't even know how to be a good wife. Because I've never seen, up close, on a daily basis, a good example of it. There's folks in here, I know you think that. But God's the God who calls things that are not as though they are. He can make something out of nothing. If you're going to walk in the steps of faith, you need to believe in the God who can make something out of nothing. Then it says in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope. 
Third characteristic of walking the steps of faith, Abraham, Abraham found hope in God even when circumstances seem to eliminate hope. Against hope, he believed in hope. The person who walks in the steps of faith always has hope. He never gives up on God and on what God is doing. No matter what the weather is, no matter what the bank balance is, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what his mood is, he continues to have hope because... He believes God. He's much more than an optimist. He's not just thinking happy thoughts. He genuinely believes and knows that because Jesus conquered sin and death, hey, I couldn't have picked a better song. Because Jesus lives, there is hope. He believes the best things are still ahead no matter what the circumstances indicate. He knows ultimately that God is going to bring all things together for good because God said that he would. Walking in the steps of faith. The Bible goes on to say that he might become the father of many nations. Well, I want to point out to you, by the way, as we look at this text, we are inferring certain truths from the truths that God states. We're looking at Abraham's life and how these truths fit into Abraham's life and we're putting the pieces together and that's how we're arriving at these, at these truths. But it says that he might become the father of many nations. Well, that, that's the destination that God had promised to take him to. So number four, Abraham believed that God had great destinations for him. He always believed that God was taking him somewhere. That is one of the great, uh, if I could impart anything to you through prayer, through preaching, it would be that, that you always believe God is taking you somewhere. You always believe God is taking your family somewhere. You always believe God is taking your children somewhere. I'm not just talking about dreaming big for yourself and for your children. Because you don't know necessarily the specifics of where God... In fact, you don't know. There's no way you could know the specifics of where God wants to take you and your family and your children in their future. But you always believe God is taking you somewhere. I told you a story a few weeks ago, and I don't have time to tell the whole story again. But it fits perfectly in what I'm talking about right here about the the man who who gave me his testimony and the amazing things that God did to bring him and his wife together, the amazing things that God did after he had turned his back on God. God chased him down and brought him back to himself and just made all these amazing things happen to open his eyes and see God working in his life. And he traced it all to the fact that all the time he was growing up, Every morning, his mother got up at 4.30. And he heard her pray again and again for him and for his sister. Lord, if my children ever stray from you, please be merciful and bring them back. He heard his mom pray that again and again. And he said, after everything came together and I realized certain things were just undeniably God's hand in my life. 
One event in particular, he said it, it uh, sent chills up his spine and goosebumps and made the hair stand up the whole deal when he remembered his mother's prayer again and again. I'm saying Abraham believed that God had great destinations for him and to walk in the steps of faith is to believe that God has great destinations for you and for your children. Then it says in verse 18, according to that which was spoken... So shall thy seed be. The fifth characteristic of Abraham's faith is that Abraham anchored his life in God's words. According to that which was spoken. Abraham anchored his life in God's words. Now, Abraham didn't have God's written word like you and I did, like you and I have. But Abraham lived a life of obeying God and God If you look at it, it was a very rare and special thing, but from time to time, God would speak to Abraham. And Abraham would live for years off of that word from the Lord. Abraham took God at his word. Now, Peter says that we have a more sure word of prophecy, the written word of God. It's not more sure because it's more reliable than the spoken word of God, but because it's more concrete. You know, if I heard God speak to me one day four years ago, by now, I'd be second-guessing myself. What really, did God, was that really, you know, maybe it was just a nightmare. Maybe I was just having a really good day and I imagined those good things that God said. I'd be... Question, my flesh would get in the way, and I, my memory would start to fail me. Was that exactly what God said? But we have a more sure word of prophet, prophecy. This written word of God has a track record. You can go back and find things that people have written two, three, four, five hundred times. They were reading the same Bible that you have. So we have a more sure word of prophecy. Abraham anchored his life in God's word. Listen. Have you anchored your life in God's word? Faith takes God at his word. Faith builds its life upon the the foundation of God's word. Faith lets every step be directed by the principles of God's word. Faith's engine is fueled by God's words. Faith's path is illuminated by God's words. And this isn't just some slogans I'm throwing out at you. It's a way of life that you're either going to choose to live or that you're going to neglect. Notice next. Verse 19 says that Abraham considered not his own body now dead. I love that. Abraham considered not his own body now dead. Number six, Abraham did not let conventional wisdom stop him from believing God. What's this talking about? All right. God said, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. Problem was... Abraham didn't have a son. By now, he's 100 years old. He had no son. Conventional wisdom says if you have no son, you can't be the father of a great nation. Conventional wisdom says if you're 100, it's too late to have a son now. You're too old. But Abraham looked beyond conventional wisdom, and he continued to believe and follow and obey God. Let me say again, God has big things for every person in this room. 
But you've got to take him at his word. You've got to follow him and obey him based upon his word. And when conventional wisdom, I'm talking about your coworkers. I'm talking about your family members. I'm talking about even the people who love you the most. Say, hey, listen, don't get carried away with this faith business. You're getting crazy obeying God. You're going too far making God first in your life. But listen, nobody has ever found God's best for their life who listened to conventional wisdom over God's words. Abraham didn't let conventional wisdom stop him from believing God. But I want you to notice this. This is great. Also, verse 19, Abraham considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb. Okay, Abraham was 100. Sarah was 90. So not only was it too late for Abraham to be a dad, but it was kind of late for Sarah to be a mom as well. But Abraham's faith in God's word was so strong that not only did he believe God over conventional wisdom, but his wife was fully persuaded to obey God's word also. Not only was Sarah clearly past childbearing age, but when she was much younger and they tried to have children, they found that Sarah was barren. She was unable to have children. So now Abraham's 100, Sarah's 90. God says, all right, we're ready. <laughs> you're, you're ready, are you, God? Both Abraham and Sarah on different occasions laughed at the thought of being parents, him 100, her 90. But their laughter didn't stop them from continuing to follow and obey God. Let me be frank. Let me be semi-frank. No matter how much Abraham believed God, if Sarah didn't physically buy into the plan, there was never going to be an Isaac. But not only did Abraham believe God enough to actually act on what God told them to do, but Sarah did as well. And they went together at 100 years old and 90 years old and attempted to conceive a child one more time. The result was, nine months later, a little miracle baby named Isaac was born. Abraham's faith was so strong that he influenced his wife to believe God also. Not only that, Abraham's faith was so strong that his son Isaac grew up and chose his father's faith as his own. Isaac's sons chose Abraham's faith for themselves. Many of their children chose Abraham's faith as their own. And to this day, about 4,000 years later, many of Abraham's physical descendants have chosen Abraham's faith and all of Abraham's spiritual descendants. I don't have time to explain that, but come Wednesday night, we'll get to that. Many of Abraham's spiritual descendants have chosen Abraham's faith as their own. When you walk in the steps of faith, you influence the people you love to believe God also. Then I want you to notice in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. The eighth characteristic of Abraham's faith in this passage is that Abraham never got tired of believing God's promises. 
You know, it's one thing to say, I believe God for a day or a week or a year or even 10 years. But after many, many decades, Abraham was still living and walking in the steps of faith. Verse 20, it says, Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Number nine, Abraham glorified God while he waited for God's answers. Abraham's faith, his gratitude, his thanksgiving, it was not conditional. Abraham didn't say, well, Lord, if you'll do stuff for me, I'll be thankful to you. No. He praised God before, during, and after the blessings. If you want to walk in the steps of faith, a constant outpouring of gratitude and praise to God is absolutely essential and indispensable. Last of all, verse 21 says, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Number 10, Abraham was completely confident in God's ability to keep his word. Years ago, it was uh, holiday time. My kids were small and... Uh, our family was over at my, my parents' house. All the adults, or some of the adults, were watching the World's Strongest Man competition on TV. How many of you have ever seen the World's Strongest Man competition? Oh, not enough of you. Wow. You need to, they may not even have that anymore. But anyway, the World's Strongest Man competition. So a couple of us were sitting in front of the TV, and one of the uh, competitions, in fact, maybe the most popular of all of them, is called the Atlas Stone. And that's why these mammoth men, they've got to pick up a, a, a stone that is anywhere from 200 to 350 pounds. Big, round, smooth stone. And he's got to pick it up and lift it to about shoulder height and put it on a, a, a pillar there where it comes to rest. And they don't just do one, they do several in a row. So we're sitting there watching this competition and one of my daughters, I think it was Catherine, she was seven or eight. She came walking past the TV right at that time. And she sees these guys picking up these 300-pound stones, shoulder height, placing them on this pillar. She goes, Daddy could do that. And she walks away. <laughs> I knew I couldn't do it. But I was glad my daughter thought I could. You know, God loves it when, he, when his children know, God can do that. The difference is God actually can do it, no matter what it is. When you walk in the steps of faith, you don't figure out how God's going to come through. You don't need to calculate or scheme or project. You just believe God's word and obey him. You follow him. You do things his way. Now listen, when a person is walking by sight, they don't do any of these things that I just described. Now, I'm not condemning them. They don't know any better. They don't know God. But walking by faith, if you begin to follow Abraham's example in these ten things, let me read them for you again. We're all done. Abraham believed in the character of God. He believed in the God who can make something out of nothing. He found hope in God even when circumstances seemed to eliminate hope. He believed that God had great destinations for him. He anchored his life in God's words. He didn't let conventional wisdom stop him from believing God. He led the people he loved to believe God. He never got tired of believing God's promises. He glorified God while he waited for God's answers. And he was completely confident 
in God's ability to keep his word. I'll ask you this and I'll close. What is it that you want to have happen so badly in your life? And you believe God is in it. There's no way you could possibly do it without God. And sometimes it seems so real. And sometimes it seems so distant, so impossible. Believe God. And really, to be honest, I'm talking about the big picture things of life. Not, you know, I'd like to own a Corvette someday. That, that's really small compared to what we're talking about here. We're talking about a life greatly blessed of God. We're talking about a life that God uses to accomplish eternal things. Matters not how young you are, how old you are. God wants to show you great things as you walk in the steps of faith. But it's not going to happen by accident. And it's not going to happen by you walking by sight. You've got to choose to walk in the steps of faith. I would urge you, take that passage and take these ten points. You probably didn't write them all down, but I can make them available to you. And ponder these things. Because this is the difference. This kind of thinking is the difference between an average life, an unproductive life, an unfruitful life, and a life where God does great, great things for us. Father, I pray that you'd help us today.